I gotta keep it light because I gotta stay laughing so I don't cry. And I'll still cry, just later. Just not on the freaking podcast. Anyway, what was I talking about? and welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where we talk about things like anxiety, depression, anger, jealousy, you know, hard feelings, dude. And welcome back to freaking season two. It's the season two opener. I took an unannounced two-week break. We love boundaries. Um, it really wasn't boundaries. It was just me not realizing I was going to take a two-week break because I... When I, when I when I tell you life's been a little a little bit a little wacky, it's been a little bit of a, a bumpy roller coaster ride um, since like right after the holidays. So you know, but it's it's good. We're we're rolling with the punches. We're getting through it. I was gonna do today's episode on grief. Um, unfortunately. I haven't figured that one out yet for you, so I just wanted to say it to keep you posted. I'm gonna continue tackling that hard feeling. My therapist gave me a hot tip in therapy today. She told me that grief doesn't always come right after the sad thing. Sometimes it comes later, too, so if you're not always feeling it when you think you're gonna be feeling it, that is okay. That's a little that's a little teaser for you for the for the grief episode to come. But you know what I need to do today and I and I hope you'll freaking join me. Today I need to regulate my nervous system because like I said, life's been pretty crazy since about late December of 2023. A lot of good's happened too. I've had a lot of a lot of good times. I've enjoyed a lot of beautiful little light snowstorms, which has been fun, but a lot of not so fun stuff has happened too. And I just feel like this is something we can all do, right? Even if you've had the pleasure of not having a bumpy roller coaster so far this year, I love that for you, but I feel like we all get a little rocked after the holidays, whether you celebrate the end of December holidays or not, you know, like it's just that time of year is chaos. December has a different energy to it, dude. You can't tell me December and January feel the same. They're vastly different months, vastly different seasons. It's honestly, you know, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. People associate December with winter, but winter doesn't officially start till December 21st. January is when you get like thwacked with winter. If you live in the Southern Hemisphere and it's summer right now for you, love that for you. Enjoy Hang, hang loose, hang ten on those waves, my summer bummers, because here in Wintertown, New York, it's cold. <laughs> so that doesn't do great for the old mental health, too, you know? People say, oh, seasonal affective disorder is just when you get sad because the sun's not out. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is, man. It's exactly what it is. It sounds so silly when you just say it out loud. But, um, yeah, I'm still getting out and walking every day. But the thing is, the dang sun sets by like 4.45, and I just wish I had more time with her every day. But I love seeing the moon. You know what, there's been some absolutely gorgeous moons this winter, but let's let's see if we can lasso me back on track over here. Today, I'm going to be talking about how I regulate my nervous system when I feel like my brain is just filled with piles and piles of laundry, and I need somebody to go in there and start folding them and putting them away because they're getting in the way, I'm tripping over them, and I, I gotta keep going. So maybe you're like, what's a dysregulated nervous system? Maybe that's why you clicked on this episode, because you were like, ooh, that's a term I've heard before, and I wanna see why this silly goose thinks she has it. You know, we all have, we all get a dysregulated nervous system at one point or another. Our nervous system is what helps us stay alive, you know? That's where your fight or flight or fawn or freeze responses come from. That's a reaction to your dysregulated nervous system. As I always say, not a therapist, not a psychiatrist, not a doctor. This is just like what helps me understand it. So like, please, 
please do your own research, but like that's this helps it make sense for me. But yeah, so if your nervous system was like always perfectly regulated and literally nothing rattled you, you'd get freaking eaten by a lion, dude. Like you're out in the woods and you're just like walking around, strolling, not running or anything because you're just easy breezy, you're feeling calm and relaxed. The lion is gonna be like, hell yeah, dude, this is an easy meal for me. And he's gonna, he's gonna rip you to pieces. So like nervous systems being dysregulated literally saves lives. So sh shout out to panic. <laughs> A wonderful little nugget of information my therapist gave me a few weeks ago when I was telling her the thing I hate most about having a panic attack, or at least like this feel of this, you know, you know, the feeling when your heart does a and I was explaining that to her, how like when my heart rate increases because of anxiety, it's a snowball effect for me. Like once I notice that change in my body, it's it's like I'm on a train and I can't get off. Like I I I can't stop it from further spiraling. But anyway, I was telling her how like just I hate the feeling of my heart increasing. It's like really hard for me to not feel like I'm dying when that happens and not feel like I'm having a heart attack. Like it really causes a lot of health anxiety for me, even though I know it's only being caused by panic. But the thing my therapist said that was comforting to me, our nervous system keeps us alive. We need that rush of adrenaline to run from the lion, right? If your heart rate didn't increase and all of a sudden you're just like totally calm looking at this threat you're not gonna react fast enough you need that quick reaction time unfortunately with with a lot of panic attacks it's not not a physical threat right in front of us right a lot of panic attacks are caused by things going on up here that are tearing apart our minds but not tearing apart our physical bodies but our body has a physical response so just like having that reminder of being like okay this is literally your body having your back this is your heart having your back and saying like okay I'm gonna start pumping a little faster so that you can run from whatever threat this is. Um, so yeah, I haven't had the haven't had the opportunity to try that in a panic attack yet. Um, no, I did. I did. I sure did. I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, I had the opportunity to try that. And did it stop the panic attack? No, but it did help marginally. You know what else helps me? Box breathing. This is a really good. Not even. I don't want to make this video seem like this is what to do when you're having a panic attack. This is what I recommend when you start to feel dysregulated. Being dysregulated does not always lead to a panic attack, okay? Just because your nervous system is a little out of whack doesn't always mean that you're having like trigger warning, discussing, throwing up, we'll be done discussing it in literally five seconds, a full-blown throwing up panic attack because that's something fun that happens to me now that I've gotten older. That's not fun at all, it's not fun at all. But there are, like I said, let me get back to box breathing, okay? Box breathing is something you can do even when you're just feeling slightly dysregulated. I have been catching myself doing it subconsciously recently. Maybe that maybe it's not always box, but I've been catching myself like being in a situation where I'm a little bit like overstimulated or I'm a little anxious because of what's going on and I'll just catch myself sitting there going like breathing like <laughs> really focusing on doing that exhale. And then I can draw my attention to that and say like, okay, let me take a few deep breaths. But the fun thing about box breathing is that it makes a little box. So you can breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Do whatever variation brings you joy, you can hold for eight. Um, I find that when I'm panicking, eight seconds feels like too long to hold for and I feel like I can't breathe. So I really recommend just sticking with that four. I'll do a demo for you. If you're not watching, it might be weird, but just know that I'm, I'm breathing and I'm, yeah, this is box breathing. 
Okay, that wasn't perfect, but like, you get it, right? You're making a box. That I have heard from actual therapists. Me, not a therapist. I know therapists, though. <laughs> and they've said that box breathing forces your nervous system to regulate because just like focusing on that breathing and the inhaling and the holding and the exhaling and the holding helps turn down the noise a little bit. And I have definitely found that that works. Deep breathing in general, honestly, getting some freaking fresh air, dude, if you can get the heck outside, get the heck outside. What are, you, what are you still doing in here? Get out there right now. And if you can't, I want you to rip open that window. And if you can't do that, turn a fan on. If you can't do that, fan yourself. Air. Air is really the key here. Are we noticing that? The last thing I talked about was breathing. This is air. I really do think there's something to be said about fresh air that has a physical effect on your nervous system. At least that has been my experience. Earlier today, I had just finished up therapy and like as much as I love going to therapy, talking to my therapist, it's talking about a lot of hard feelings. Isn't it so funny that I like to come talk more about them afterwards and talk to my journal about them afterwards? It's almost as if talking about them helps, but either way, it's heavy stuff. Doing this type of inner work is heavy stuff. That's why I'm such a silly goose on here. That's why I am the president of the SGC Silly Goose Committee. And it's because this is heavy freaking stuff and I gotta keep it light because I gotta stay laughing so I don't cry. And I'll still cry just later, just not on the freaking podcast. Anyway, what was I talking about? Fresh air, fresh air is what I was talking about. Earlier today, you know, after therapy, it's heavy, it's heavy stuff. Then I went for a walk because I knew I wanted to re-regulate my nervous system. I also moved my body, I exercised first. I highly recommend Mad Fit. I think I've mentioned her before. She does these dance workouts that are so freaking fun. She does all different dance parties. She has Taylor Swift ones. She has Ariana Grande, she has Dua Lipa. She has One Direction. Like she has 2000s bangers, 90s bangers. Like it's just, it's all so freaking fun. And that somatic therapy, right? Moving your body. You don't have to be a dancer. That's why I wanna recommend Mad Fit to you because also don't feel like, like you don't have to go full blown all out with her and also her movements are easy to follow. Like you don't have to be a dancer, you know? Can you, can you do this? Can you clap your hands above your head? Like, I, if you can do that, you can do Mad Fit. Um, she certainly has videos that I think are friendly for all levels. Some are harder than others. She also does individual songs. I, this is becoming a Mad Fit advertisement. It's, and you know what? She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know I'm doing it. Um, but I just, I really like, I don't pay for the app, by the way. I just use the free YouTube videos, but I'm subscribed, subscribe Mad Fit for sure. Um, moving your body feels really good. But then you can also, you know, just go take a brisk walk outside. Doesn't even need to be brisk, just moving your body, being outside. It helps my nervous system a lot. That's something I noticed um, I used to do as a kid, not even like consciously. It's interesting to think back on things you did as a kid um, and be like, wow, I was self-regulating my nervous system and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, I used to love to go outside, either when it was really hot outside, cause you know, inside, like my parents had the air conditioning cranking, really grateful for that, but like I needed that drastic temperature change of stepping outside and vice versa with like winter time, I needed to like step outside into the cold and get that constant change in temperature. Another way I used to do it is run my hands under really hot water because I needed the change in temperature. And in my head, I was just thought I was doing it because it had become a habit. I don't know why I did it. I didn't even really think too hard about it. I was like, I'm just washing my hands, but uh, water's really hot and I'm keeping them under there for a while. And I later find out that that's like a uh, self 
regulating thing is the temperature change. Have you ever heard people say to, I don't think this is for the same reason, I don't think this is for the same reason, but some people say when you're having a panic attack, you should put an ice pack to your chest because I think it's a vagus nerve it's called or something. The change in temperature is supposed to help regulate your nervous system. Unfortunately, the one time I put that into practice, it didn't work. I hate to report. I have to report to you what works and doesn't work. That one didn't do anything for me. It really didn't do anything, unfortunately. Maybe I did it wrong. If that's worked for you, can you, can we, maybe I didn't put it in the right place. Is there a really particular way to get it to work? Please do let us know in the comments because on paper, that sounds like it should work. Another thing I've heard people said is to like bite a lemon when you're having a panic attack. Um, because something sour, or they said sour candy. I should keep sour candy on. If I have sour candy on hand, I'm gonna eat all of it. I love sour candy, but I should get a special jar. My panic attack candies. <laughs> thing when I'm panicking though, is I'm like not hungry at all. Um, like I said earlier, you, you know what happens. Um, so I, I don't really feel like eating. And I don't tend to have lemons lying around, but it's just so interesting to hear all of these little tricks and hacks that people have discovered to help regulate your nervous system. And isn't it interesting how they don't all work for everybody, you know? I wanna make that really clear too. I hope that's been clear so far. Probably, I don't know if I've clarified. Caveat, caveat, caveat. I'm just saying that not everything works for everybody. And you could use that as blanket advice pretty much for everything. But when it comes to exercises and activities that help to regulate your nervous system, the same things aren't gonna work for everybody, you know? So I'd love to hear what works for you. I am always down to try new things, especially when they're easy things that don't cost any money. Because I mean, there's so many like, supplements and powders and things out there that say they're good for anxiety. And hey brother, I'm drinking them. I'm absolutely drinking kava tea because it says it helps with stress. And you know what? I feel like it helps a little bit. I, I don't care if it's placebo. I mean, I'm not drinking kava tea when I'm having a panic attack. Let me just make that very clear. But on a nightly basis, to help me calm down, I feel like they do something. But the point I'm trying to make is that there's so many paid products that claim to help with your anxiety, and I just think there's a lot of free things that we can do, like getting fresh air, like dancing to those free YouTube dance workouts, journaling. I know I'm always freaking screaming about journaling. Dude, nothing makes me feel better than journaling. I was, can't even believe it, panicking the other day, January 5th to be exact, and I wrote all of these pages. I read so many freaking pages, and I I felt so much better afterwards. I felt so much better afterwards. If you have trouble finding the words, scribble journaling, that's one I always talk about too. I feel like this video is becoming a clip show of my favorite mental health hacks, except it's not a clip show, because it's all for me right now. What do you guys think of my makeup? I was going for Olivia Rodrigo Guts vibes today with the purple and black. If you can't see it, come on over to Instagram. It'll be posted there. Are we wrapping up the video? I think we're wrapping up the video. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Mental health song of the week. Oh man, I have been listening to so much. What do I want to pick? I'm going to pick Vampire Empire by Big Thief because it makes me feel good. It is a good way for me to express rage. It feels personal. It's just a really good song. If you haven't heard it yet, they say you turn me inside out and then you want me outside in. You spin me all around and then you ask me not to spin. You say you want to be alone and you want children. You want to be with me. You want to be with him. It's iconic. It's really, really freaking good. If you're someone who has trouble expressing your rage and you need a song to just like thrash to, 
that's the one for you. It's been certainly doing the job for me. So definitely check out Vampire Empire by Big Thief. I will link it down below, along with all the makeup products I'm wearing today. Look at us sliding seamlessly into the outro. Thank you guys for coming with me on another journey, season two. This is your first time joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Subscribe, follow. Do If you're listening, come check us out on YouTube. If you're watching, come listen to us. My light died. You know what? We're taking that as a sign from the universe that we're rambling. And now I'm done. And I will see you guys next week with a new video. Bye. Take care of yourself.